So, there's some celebrities whose silence has been deafening. Such as? Uh, Nicki Minaj. She said, I think she posted something last week, but very one, I think it's What do you like want her post. to say? Um, how you feeling? Fuck them crackers. I mean, that would, honestly, that would be ideal. Wallahi. But obviously, she can't. Why do we look to celebrities to we be don't, like... We don't, we don't. But if I'm buying your stuff... Because they have a platform. Especially if I'm buying your product. Mm. Talk for... Like, if I'm, say... I don't know who... Kendrick Lamar. Mm. I'd expect Kendrick Lamar not to speak because Kendrick Lamar don't use social media. But if you're using social... Yeah, but that's my point. Like, someone like a Cole or Kendrick, because they don't use social media, I don't expect them today to post Black Lives Matter. Yeah. But if you're heavy, like, if you're always trying to sell your makeup and you're always trying to sell your music on your social media and you're always selling your features, you, you clearly use social media often. Mm-hmm. You've got over a thousand posts. Mm-hmm. So then why can't you use the same energy for us? Yeah. I just want the same energy they use. So like I said, a Kendrick, a Cole, a Hove, I don't expect a Hove today to be like, hey, I've won social media, here you go. Or Beyonce, here you go, guys. But like a, a Nicki or Rihanna. So what, talks. is it a different standard when they have social media to if when they, they don't? If they use social media. Kendrick and Cole both got social media. Yeah, but is social media the only like, platform in which someone can have a voice? Nah. But I'm saying if you... So s- then why, why not still hold her accountable whether she's got Instagram or not? I get what you're saying, but like, Jay-Z don't have social media, so I don't expect to hear from Jay-Z. Why? If I do, I do, because... Bro, the world is bigger than social media. No, but what I'm saying is if... Yeah, that's very on brand for you. No, I, I agree with you. No, it's I agree real. with you. But what I'm saying is someone like a Nikki, if you're always on social media selling your product every other day, selling your features every other day, selling your I don't makeup, think that's fair. I I'm think... just saying if you can use social media every day for everything else, you can use that same energy with that same social media platform for Black Lives Matter. Well, by that whoever. logic, of course, but it's not that easy because they might not want to, first of all. And second of all, they might not know how to express themselves. Or... They don't care. Well, they don't care. That's my point. So it's like... Well, we don't know. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if you can figure out a way, you don't have... I'm not expecting you to be Malcolm X. I'm not expecting you to be the top-notch speaker. I'm just saying, you clearly have an energy towards social media where you use it more than the average man. But, they, but she's also got to be careful. She says the right thing. And not anything that's going to get her attacked. I get it, but so you've got like, to think of, you, they got to consider that as well. No, you're right. But I'm just saying, if... Like I said, I, the world is bigger than social media, but I'm just talking to those people that use social media... On a regs. So what about those that don't use social media? I still want to hear from you. Okay. But like, if I haven't heard from Kendrick Lamar, but I know he's, he's boots on the ground and he's at a protest, mm. that's enough for me. You've got boots on the ground. Mm. You're, with, you're not moving like you're amongst the people. So what, what if... She posted on the 1st of June. I said she posted one thing. So what do you want her to do? I was surprised. I didn't know she posted. That's why I said she was definitely... Mm. She posted one thing. So what if... I so I apologize for that, by the way. So what if they don't... Um, they're not on social media and, and they don't go to any marches? And it comes down to what we... Do I listen to them? Do I expect it from them? Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what it comes up. Do I care? Like, Nicki Minaj was just me talking, but mm. do I care for that person as an artist? That's what you got to ask me. I personally feel like every black person should have a voice. I agree, but... I f- and I've, and if, I, feel like, and I feel like every black person should be speaking out about what's going on. You're right, but... If I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't... Nobody's if, immune from that. I get it, but if you're like a... I'm trying to think of a rapper. I don't, if you're a blue face... I don't care what you say. It's not going to affect me if you talk or not. So then it comes I would want you to, but I'm not going to be here. We're not going to be sitting here me saying to you, man, one day, yo, Blueface didn't say nothing. This guy can't even rap on beat. But I don't even care if Nicki Minaj doesn't say anything. No, me, I know, me, but me I would, the only reason I'm saying this is because of the platform she's got. Like, she's on a stupendous platform. That's the only reason I thought. Let me just say her name. But mm-hmm. also just because I wanted to draw her up because I don't like her. Mm-hmm. 
I'm with you. I feel the energy. Um, wow. I, I, yeah, it's hard. I feel what you're saying, man. With someone that has, you know, the, the level of ears that she's Bruh, got, like, yo, it would be nice for her to say, Bruh, do a bit more. Like, but yo, we're dying by the. But I also think shit. this again, like it comes down to. I think it goes back to the role models discussion, isn't it? There you go. If you don't want to be, you don't have to be. But you know there's a sense of responsibility. I, I, I agree with Pete in a way where I don't want to hear. I don't care if I hear from Blueface personally, but if you're black, bro, like. You're, if you don't speak or if there's not boots to grab, you're wired differently. I agree. You, you, there's something wrong with the way you're wired, bruv. Can you imagine us three, generally us three never talking about what's going on? Yeah, but this has been happening and people been not saying anything. So why now do they have to say something? I guess now because of... I guess now it's just more... With camera phones, it's more visual. Social media is more visual. There's just a lot more eyes on it. I think if I get, not... If they did... So I don't mean to cut you off. If they didn't talk 10 years ago, I don't... I still blame them, but we did it as much as we knew how bad it was. Did we know it was this bad? Yeah, we knew it was this yeah, bad. Yeah, true. But the only reason I'm saying the only reason I'm saying this is because with the visuals and effort that follow now, I feel like there's more responsibility for us to talk out. That's why everyone, including us three. Yeah, but we've been seeing people get killed on camera for the past like six, seven years probably. Yeah. So if people that haven't responded to that, then. Why? I mean, they're not going to do it now, no, necessarily. Agree. Or maybe they'll choose, they'll do it in their own way. Like maybe Nicki Minaj felt like that's the only thing she could do, post and then keep it moving. Some people have. I remember we was having a conversation about Jay-Z and him doing more behind the scenes than in front of the camera. I said that. Do you feel like there's a responsibility of him doing stuff in front of the camera? Not at all. No. But then you said you want a responsibility to hear from the people, right? Um, no, but I just want to know that they're doing something. They oh, care. you just want to know they something. I don't happening. need it to be in front of the camera, especially for someone like myself that isn't on socials. You can't, you have and, no right to say Yeah, it. you just, I feel like there's so much, there's way more being done behind the scenes that people just don't know about that are probably shifting a lot of stuff. And, so I, and I, I can appreciate a lot of that. So if we say, like a Jay, we know he does stuff behind the scenes. What if we don't know this person's doing nothing behind the scenes and nothing in front of the camera? Then do you have a right to criticize that person until they show you like is it our, is it their responsibility to show us they're at least doing something put it that way at the yes and no yes and no yes because they've got a platform and people want to know that they're doing stuff no because it's also no one's business at the end of the day you're only doing it publicly A to show that you're doing it publicly and B to kind of just be out there and maybe that's maybe you're that way inclined anyway but some people aren't that way inclined I, someone like Kendrick mm. who can just protest but not say anything but we know what he's about anyway. That's enough. J. Cole, that's enough. For someone that's a little bit more mainstream like Drake and Nicki, you probably need that more because they don't rap about that sort of stuff. Their music is nothing like that sort of stuff. So And Drake's been awfully, besides this one, just naturally he's been a quiet person when it comes to... I mean, he has black lines black. every once in a while, sometimes. But other than that, yeah, he's fairly quiet. But I don't understand why people have this expectation of him. It goes back to the whole idea of if you haven't been vocal about it in the past... Why would you be now? And that's why we probably shouldn't criticize them because you're talking to a brick wall. Because, I, you, because you would hope that as time goes on, something clicks where we need, you know, our most prominent black figures across any industry to speak out. So you would still hope that at some point, something's just going to click with these men. That's why they will probably continue to get criticized. But at the same time, if you're Drake or if you're a Drake fan, or you just like see what he's doing and you've seen time and time again that maybe he hasn't responded in the way you would like. Are you then still hoping that he will 
do it. I'm not hoping he doesn't, but I'll, I would expect him to say something. I don't hope, I'll just be like, it's gonna sound, if you're black, if you see yourself as a black male or female or other, there's a responsibility with that that comes with that. And that responsibility mm. is when we're going through something collectively. I don't care if you're going through something in Somalia, America, anywhere. We know we all come together and then we're all fighting for one cause. Mm. And that should, whether you're a, a celebrity or not, we should all just know what's going on and all would want to talk out, speak out. Especially when you, I think when you're a musician and especially when you're using the culture as much as you are. Someone like Drake who's mixed race, who plays the line. I don't know if I look at him and I see a black person. Like, I don't... It's gonna. It's hard to explain what I mean because I remember we had this conversation. But it's, when you're someone that's mixed race who comes from a Jewish background and you use black culture as much as you do, mm. there's an added responsibility for you to speak out. To me, anyway. When you're so heavily in our culture. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that viewpoint. But question, though. How do you, man, feel about rappers that talk all this talk in their lyrics, the political type of stuff, but then... Outside of that, they don't really say much. They don't really do much. You got any, they might post a picture here and there. Can you think of anyone? Nas. Do you, again, it comes out to you. Do you know what you're doing behind the scenes? Um, yeah, true. I don't hear nothing. But um, I hear about the stuff that Jay-Z does behind the scenes. I'd have, I've, never, I've never seen... And this is no disrespect to Nas. He's the first person I thought of because I was listening to him on the way here. Um, but like, yeah, Nas. Like, Nas is very pro-black in his lyrics. I don't think I've really ever heard of him doing much attending any sort of rallies press conferences applying pressure to political figures um so i'm just asking the question how do you man feel about rappers that do that i personally just generally do not put credence on rappers to be the spokespeople of the day or the commentators of the day i expect politicians i expect activists to be the voice of course rappers musicians are going to be more of a voice because they've got more of a platform but they're not as educated they're not as informed so even if Nas is informed and is the sort of person that raps about the type of stuff he raps about, I don't expect him, or me personally, I don't place him on a pedestal to have to do that necessarily. Mm. I don't think it's his responsibility if he doesn't want to. In Nas' uh, defense, I don't mean to cut you off. He is I disagree with that, by the way. In Nas' defense, just quickly, because I know you're not on social media, he is posting heavy. And that's fine. That's, no, not, that's not my argument. My argument is, what is he doing anything else apart from sprinkling stuff in his lyrics and posting pictures? Okay, I get your point. And then on the flip side, another argument I want to pose to you, man, or another question is, some of the UK rappers that you might see attending these marches, do you think that they're going to start putting these stuff in their lyrics? Or maybe, should they? Maybe maybe in the near future. I don't know if it's going to be long-lasting, though, because it might just be a thing of, you know, I was touched outside by... Outside the usual. Outside mean, the Akalas. Pro-black. Pro yeah. The low-keys. Outside them, man. I, don't I mean, that. like... The prominent. I don't ones. think it's going to be. I, I, don't I, I don't think it'd be long lasting if it was to happen. I think maybe it'd be, it'd be a couple of singles, maybe an album, and then back to status quo. Yeah, or generally, if you're if you're a well-rounded artist, like I'm just naming Stormzy just for an example. If you're a well-rounded artist who does that anyway, that's just going to continue. Dave is definitely going to definitely going to. Um, but I don't expect the chips to start rapping about today's generation. Today, you, you men don't feel that's an issue. I don't, you've still got to live your reality though. If my reality is I live in Tottenham and all I see is gangbanging around me. I don't think it's an issue if you... still got to live my reality I don't think it's about a, my reality. Yeah, I don't think it's an issue that you don't rap about it. If you go to a rally and then you want to do stuff behind the scenes, but you don't rap about it, that's fine. If you don't, if you go to a rally and you don't do anything afterwards, then 
maybe then you can look at someone a little bit side-eyed because why, why did you do it? But you don't necessarily, as an artist, I don't think you necessarily have to do that if that's not what you do generally. And it's fine. Not everyone's political. I'm not that. My, my political IQ is quite low, to be honest with you. So I get what you men are saying. But bro, I'm of the belief that your art should reflect the times. These rappers are moved to the point where they want to go and like make a stand and march and, and riot and all of that. I would just find it strange that a lot of these things are not reflected within their art as well. I'm, I, I don't understand it. I can't lie. But you could do two things at once. You can yeah, protest. But that's what I'm saying though, because you might find a lot of these rappers attending these marches, but then we don't hear about what's going on in their music. And I don't understand that. Don't Obviously, I think it's fine that you're allowed to make whatever art you feel. But bro, I'm, I'm from that, that Nina Simone class where I feel like your art <laughs> should reflect the times. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I respect that argument, but I also think we're kind of past that. Like in a sense of, you don't necessarily have to do that to be successful. So even if you're trying to be successful or not, it's not necessary for you to, it's, if you don't want to anyway, to have to move with the times if you don't want to. And the thing is, that is subjective because doing a whole album, speaking about Black Lives Matter. I'm not even versus, asking for that though. Versus doing a couple lines on a couple songs. You know what I mean? There's like, there's differences there. Would you then say that someone who does a couple lines on a couple songs in an album is doing what you feel like they should do? They're doing a lot more than those that don't rap about it at all. True. But at the same time, again, people aren't that way inclined. People might be moved by the moment, but they might not be moved enough to put it in the music. And that's just the way it works. That's the way they want I've got an issue with that, man. I can't lie to you. I've got, I've got an issue with that. I've got an issue with latching on to what's going on at the time and not really being about it. I just don't understand it. And I feel like for any musician that is attending these, these marches and trying to make a stand, talk about that shit in your music. Like reflect it. Like don't just like, like be on a bandwagon and just join in just because it looks, it's good, it's good for your image. But, like really be about it. But does it mean, does them not putting in their music mean they're on a bandwagon? Um, if they just march and then that's all we hear from them in regards to what's going on, you could, uh, you could pose that argument. Yeah, you could pose the argument, but again, we also don't know what they might do behind the scenes. That's true. And of course, especially in the UK, it's a lot smaller. So you're not going to see what they're doing. Right. The shade borough is not going to report on that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're going to report on the gossipy stuff. So even if people are doing stuff, we won't like, hear about you know what I'm saying? Like Digga D, you don't know who Digga D is, but Digga D is a drill artist who... I like the way you assumed I don't know who that is. Do you know who, who that is? is? Absolutely not. You don't know Digga D? <laughs> who the hell is that, man? Anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't know why he... Anyway. Because um, <laughs> the listen. way he... Like, how you, I love how you assume. Do you know him? No. I just, don't, I, just, assume, I just don't like these assumptions. Well, he was right to assume. Why do you... I, because what? I'm very well versed. So I could know who that why is. Why do you... I don't, but I could. Peter, <laughs> let, me, let me map this out very slowly for you. Not to patronise you, but... You got offended that I assumed you didn't know someone you didn't actually know. I didn't know. get offended. I just was like, why are you going to assume? You disliked the fact that I assumed that you did not know someone that you actually don't know. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. He's a madman. Like, don't, just don't assume, innit? I don't like assumptions. Don't make an assumption. That's all, that's all. That's all. Ask me, innit? Listen, listen, don't assume. That's, that's all I'm asking. Yeah, me, let's, that's let's all. Really, yeah, Am me, I not your brother? Yeah, Do yeah, I not know what you know? What you know? No. Yeah, me, let's be yes, like, I do. Not every, not every. Clearly, I do. Not everything. Yeah, but what was your point? There's, there's artists that you don't know that I listen to. <laughs> like? You didn't know I listened to Lana Del Rey. 
Okay. You Actually, to... yes, I did because you've you've, you've mentioned them before. <laughs> you listened to Lala Del Rey. I did. Oh yeah, we'll see about that after that. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, yeah. all I'm saying is, yes, fine, you were right in your assumption, but don't make the assumption. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what was your point about Diggity? Diggity, yeah. <laughs> he um, his last project, he donated all of the proceeds of the vinyl to survivors of Grenfell. Now that's no, not I love that. That's not something that anyone would have known about. So there are things that, especially in the UK scene, that people can do that will slip under the radar. So even if they're doing that, and he just talks about, he, I'm not going to say he just talks about like drilling and stuff, but he's a driller. He, he, he does UK drills. So that's not necessarily the most conscious stuff mm. to, to rap about. So there's that side of the argument as well. People who do stuff behind the scenes that you might not necessarily know about, especially in the UK where it's smaller. So... Like, I say all that to say, if you don't want to put in your music, but you want to do something outside of it, cool. But if you don't do any of that, then you have, you're perfectly in your rights to have an issue with it. Um, yeah, 100%. And I probably would too, because why are you here, sort of thing. And that's, and that's fair enough, man. I understand that. And I'm not even mad at that argument either. I just feel like, I think if you look, just look back at the history of a lot of black music, and maybe I'm just an old head. I don't know. Maybe I play some... Maybe. 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 You might want to relax. Maybe. <laughs> I said maybe. I'm maybe, maybe I'll play... Maybe. Like... This guy Nina Simone, bro. <laughs> maybe. Yo, respect Nina, man. Maybe. This guy said maybe. <laughs> I said maybe for after you just... Nina. Reference Nina Simone, bro. Rest in peace, Listen, Nina. man, respect Nina. But, um... Right, yeah, maybe I just place too much, like, expectation on some of these artists. No, you... And, like, and if you look back at the history of black music, man, all they, a lot of them, all they did was reflect the times. So... Well, wasn't there... Why, why, would, why, why would I expect... Wasn't there a balance of both, though? Because we live in different times. Wasn't there always a balance of both? And that's fine. But a lot of the artists that came out like back in the 80s, 70s, they were reflecting what was going on around them. Whether it was just drugs like Rick, Rick James, when he was coming through in like the 80s and that, it was hella drugs. And his music reflected that, and that's fine. I'm just saying reflect the times, though. That's what I, I, think, I ask. I think, this is just my opinion, but I think it's a mixture of things. Back in the day, those things were a lot more prominent, I'd say. Um, and over the years, music has deviated away from reflecting the times more towards being some kind of cathartic release for people. It's not something that people necessarily go to to listen to or get hip on what's going on outside. It's more so enjoyment than anything else. And that's reflected in the music. It's reflected in all the party tunes and all that stuff. So, I have a question, bro. You, sorry, Mo, before you ask that question, and that's fine. Just because like you're speaking on political or societal issues, doesn't mean the music's not enjoyable. Of course not. Marvin Gaye's What's Going On, that's uh, soulful as fuck. Guy mentioned Nina and Marvin I was just about to say, episode. I'm Rick James probably said, maybe I'm an old head. But back to my question. <laughs> okay, cool. Kendrick Lamar, someone more contemporary. <laughs> <laughs> Since I'm, you might want to get on to me. Because back then, we used to kind of own our music. And we used to decide amongst ourselves what we rap about. Who owns today's record label? Who owns today's... You think I think we own it more now than we did back then. I just feel we lost a lot of. You mean as far as like publishing yeah, and like. We lost a lot of our creative freedom. I feel like in today's world than we had back then, maybe the nineties or the eighties. No, I, I, I disagree. I disagree been, with that, man. Yeah, there's always I, been I politics so. and crooked like people in in. Right the, now, it's been to the point where it has to be majority is bubblegum music. I think there's way more. Nah, I, I think th labels haven't changed. I don't think in that respect. I think if they get a grimy artist, they're gonna want to make them want to do pop, and that's been the same from back then, I'd say. It's just back then, the definitions of what bubblegum pop was or, you know, mainstream music were a bit different. Now, it's what's on, what's on the radio and all that stuff. So I don't think the label infrastructures have changed too tough. 
But I also think the artists themselves have probably changed in the sense of this is what I need to do to get a certain yeah, place. Yeah, 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 that's what you're saying. So that probably goes hand in hand with that. And there are also artists these days that go on majors and other labels and having their art um, stifled as well. It's been, it's been happening. But I feel your argument now. But yeah, man, like, with everything that's going on, like with the marching in the UK, the US, all over the world, it seems like, how, how are you, man, feeling about like, what's going on at the moment or what's been going on, really? Or just the reaction to what's going on right now? Um, I'm at an uncomfortable place. Just my anger. I'll just, I'll bring it back for the case to people that don't know. You guys obviously know my story. In 2011, when Mark Duggan died, I was a close family friend. So like, Mark Duggan used to come to my house, Marlon Duggan used to come to my house. So I was already pissed off back then at this, what we was going through. And then that's when I kind of started my journey, reading the Malcolm X book, the Huey Newton book, Revolution, just kind of gauging my knowledge. And what happened over the last two weeks, it kind of brought all that anger back to me. And it's like, in a short space of time, in that 10 years, in that nine years, nothing's changed. In 40 years, nothing has changed. And I'm at a point now where I've got uncomfortable anger, where it's like, I'm just tired. Like, at this point now, I don't know how many more protests I could go to, how many marches I could go to without me wanting it to turn up. And I don't know if that's healthy or not. Because Martin Luther King marched, he got shot. Michael X wanted to do the other thing, he got shot. So it's like, in my opinion, no, they're never going to be happy with whatever we do. If we march, they won't be happy. If we don't march, they won't be happy. So in my mindset right now, so why don't we just turn up? And I don't know if that's a healthy, obviously it's not a healthy mindset to have, but I just can't help the anger I've got in me right now. It might substitute, it might not, but I'm just tired, man. That's the only way I can put it. I'm honestly tired at this point now with the ignorance of people have. And I'm at a point now where it's not, I've decided from when it happened onwards, I'm not educating no one else that doesn't. That if you're ignorant at this point in your life, it's not my job to educate you. If you're yeah. white and you don't know what's going on in the world, I'm not your teacher. I'm not here to educate you. We've both got the same facilities. We've both got the same stuff to go research. I'm not, I'm not here to... I'm not here to pander to anyone. I am the way I am. I feel how the way I feel. And yeah, man, I don't know if it's healthy, but it's just the way I am I right think, now. Yeah, I think your your feeling of anger and somewhat helplessness is shared by a lot of people. I think this one, uh, George Floyd, has hit people in a different way. I don't know what it might be. Maybe it was just the way he died, the way, the way he went out. I just think it's hit people in a different way. And obviously, it follows Armored Armory, um, the woman in the Central Park who called the called, on, called the police on the black dude who yeah. told her to put a leash on her dog and stuff like that. So it's all happened quite... She was like African-American. Like she, yeah. she weaponized was, what he was. Yeah, and Breonna Taylor as well. So it's all it's all following, falling like dominoes. Um, personally, I just feel like you. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Um, and I have ha I've gotten to that place where I'm just like, yeah, we, we should just fuck shit up. Um, that's the only way they'll listen to us. But... Once you get over the anger, you realize that that might not necessarily, for a minute, it will release the anger and it will feel good and stuff like that. And shout out everyone who was who was involved in pulling down that statue of that slave trader. God Bristol. bless everyone else part of that movie. Big up Bristol. Big, big, up, to big up Bristol. Big up to them. You guys never been relevant, but salute to you lot after yeah, that. For real, for real. They were uh, very involved in the slave trade. But anyway, um, and when stuff like that happens, it's very, very comforting. But... That is just a temporary release of emotion, sadness, confusion, frustration that we've been having for generations upon generations. 
I don't know the answer of how we f fix this. Um, I'm very much at my wits then and I feel like a lot of the black community are because um, lots of people are proposing different things as well and as a way of making us make sure that, you know, we're not getting killed out here by police and just like racialized generally. Um, but I'm very, very tired. Um, like just seeing, going on social media and just seeing vivid images of, you know, George Floyd getting killed or, you know, other people getting injured or hurt by the police or, you know, riots and stuff like that. It's just very, it's very, it's very, uh, it's very frustrating. It's very triggering. Um, but that's the reality we live in. And sometimes maybe we do have to make noise to make sure that we're heard, um, whether that be physical or any other way. But yeah, I feel like when Philando Castile died, I kind of, it kind of, it kind of flicked a switch for me in my head of just how fucked this world is. And I'd already known, of course, like I'd studied history, black American history and all that stuff. So I know how fucked up the world has been. But when it became more visual in that sense, seeing a guy holding onto his gunshot wounds and just dying in front of his, um, his girl, it just hit in a different way. So I feel like it's the same kind of thing now, four years later and yeah feeling kind of confused and angry right now to be honest yeah you're, you're not the only one man like i think with everything that's just been going on like within like the last like week and a bit i've really kept myself to myself because i just needed to really try and just pinpoint my thoughts my feelings and just trying to understand it all man there's just so much it's just all so much man like Similar to you, man, and just similar to like probably every other black person that's like, you know, internalizing a lot of it. It's just um I'm exhausted, bro. I'm 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 so exhausted. The last couple of days I've like kind of been speaking to a lot more people just about certain issues and that. And yeah, I'm just tired. I'm just so tired, man. Like more recently I feel like I've been filled with a level of anger more than ever before. Um and I consider myself to be quite a spiritual person as well. So like, even in like trying to connect with the most high in that, I haven't even really been able to do that. I ain't really been able to pray just because of the level of anger that I'm feeling. That anger has been blocking that connection. And that's how much of an effect this is all just having on probably not just me, but a bunch of us. Um, and like, I think I'm similar to Yemi where like, I just want to fuck shit up. Like, I just really want to write. And I'm not, that's not even, I'm not even that sort of person. But I'm ju I just want to like be very disruptive. And it's probably not conducive at all. But that's just the way I'm feeling right now. Like I'm just very angry. Yeah, I just don't know what to do. I'm just at a point when I'm extremely confused. I like, I like tangible things that I can put into practice. But what the fuck can we do to stop the authorities from killing us? Like that's out of our control. And do you, know how, do you know how mad that is? Yeah. Like, if you really deep it, there's nothing you can do to stop yourself from getting killed by your authorities as a black man. That's, that's your only crime, being black. And that's, that's crazy. We're going to have to bring kids into this world. How are we going to explain this shit to them? It's going to be tough. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's, just, it's just a lot, man. It's a lot to process. I've been having like conversations with even like some of my white friends about it as well. Um, and yeah, like it's, it's, it's frustrating, I can't lie. Having to explain, and I don't think it's our responsibility, 
to explain racism. But even having to do that is exhausting as fuck. See, that's yeah. the thing I can't do. I'm at a point now where if you don't understand what right privilege is, if you don't understand what racism is, if you don't understand systemic, systemic oppression, I'm not here to teach you. I feel like a lot of people have, this, this, throughout this time, the last couple of weeks, have had to really look at themselves and think about the whole idea of racism, the whole idea of white privilege. I feel like maybe in the past, they could have just escaped it. They could have just, it, did, it wasn't their problem sort of thing. And they never needed to know because they're white. They're privileged enough. They don't need to, you know, know about our struggle or want to know. But I think how this has gone down, um, they've been forced to look at themselves and they've been forced to look at the world and the institutions and the systems that govern us, all of us, and have started calling it out or, you know, have had to start having those difficult conversations with their black friends. I agree, I agree, it's not our responsibility to teach them. There's enough resources out there to do that. But at the same time, if you are, if you do have white friends, and I suppose for them, they feel like they wanna, they wanna look like they've got your support and they wanna have your support. So it's a thing of like having a conversation, which I think yeah. we should have. Um, it's just annoying, isn't it? Cause Trying to talk, trying to talk to white people about racism is like, sh it shouldn't be us. It should, but we're not. It's not our role. It's not our job to explain why the world is the way it is. If your people are at fault, so, do you know what I mean? If it's your people that are doing this, why am I explaining to you what your people are doing to us when it's your people doing it? Because they never had to worry about it until now. Yeah, but then that's ignorance. And I ain't got time to sit here and talk to someone that's ignorant at this point in my life now. With so much that's gone on. Hit deep. We're 28. And we can read off how many names of people that have passed away since we turned 18. Whether it's in the UK or America. It's a lot. Like, and we're, we're young. We're 28, 29. We're young. But it feels like we've been here for so long because we've seen so many people pass away. Do you get what I mean? We, I've seen too many. It's like one... Just on camera, forget the... Imagine how many is not caught on camera. And then how many people get away with it. Mm. Like, even in the UK, the Shukri Abdi case. They didn't arrest a single... None of them... All them kids got away with it. The school got away with it. The principal got away with it. What case? There's a case in... I'll talk, um, in Manchester, mm. where some Somali girl got dashed in the river. And she was getting bullied, like, ridiculously in school. Her mother complained about it. She was, like, 12 years old. She was getting bullied, like, horrendously bad about it. Like, it was trending yesterday. And then she got dashed in the river. But then the police said, ah, oh, she just... When did this happen? This happened last year. And the police were like, she, she jumped and drowned. But then there was like, so one, there was a witness, a fisherman, who saw that she was getting dragged by the hijab. There was bite marks on her body. And there was like a, you know, when you get dragged and you've got a little mark on your neck. That was the case there too. So you've got a fisherman who saw what happened and told you, yo, I just saw what happened. And you lot said, nah, he was drunk, leave him out of it. You saw the bite marks and you saw the hijab that she back that she was getting pulled off her hijab. And there's more, but I'm just giving you a brief. Yeah. Highlight. And everybody got away with it. The school just changed its name. And they knew how bad she was getting bullied because the mum reported it, I think maybe a week before she passed. That just reminds me of Stephen Lawrence. The police did a Yeah, a and this was in Bury. You know, how racist is Bury as an area? Would you be surprised? And it's like, she was a kid, bruv. She knew she, knew she couldn't swim. Why would she jump in the river? 
She knew she couldn't swim. Her mom saw her that that's, morning. Yeah, that's evil. That's evil. And now it's gaining traction. So like now, I think it got over 300 signatures. But it's the way the police just buried the case. And people wonder why we march. Because it's like, I'm at reading that case pissed me off. See, I'm at a point now where I'm like, no, nah, I'm sick and tired of this, bro. Like, I'm ready to call some ruckus. Like, I'm tired of this, bro. That could be my little sister. Yeah. The police don't care about us. They never have. Um, the police are the a major arm of the whole system. And the whole system is not made for us. And they're tasked with dealing justice and serving and protecting, quote unquote. But they never fucked with us. They've never, ever fucked with us. It goes back to, in this country anyway, from... Windrush generation, um, from when Kelso Cochran was killed by Teddy Boys in like the fifties, all the way down to Stephen Lawrence and stuff like that as well. They just don't care. They would rather see us die. I, at this point, that's what I believe. One thousand percent, man. A hundred, like especially in America. They, Obviously, it happens here, but the only difference between our police officers and America's police are our ones ain't allowed to carry guns. That's the only difference. And if they were, I mean, it's game over. It's lights out. It's lights out. We've been treated the same. I was in Central and I got kicked out with me and my four of my boys. I was 16, 17. They kicked me out of Central and said, yo, you've been stopped too many times. Get out of Central. If you get stopped one more time, you get arrested. For what? Just two weeks ago, I was going yard and these lot blocked the road. I mm. promised to God. I went there. I was like, can you lot move your car so I can get home? I was in the Uber. It was during Ramadan. So like three weeks ago. You should see the way they reacted. They went crazy. Do you know what the maddest thing is? I've never been stopped and searched. I'm bro, probably the only person that I know. Yeah, I, I'm I, the I, only person I know that has not been stopped and searched. Bro, I got stopped. It's that central story. I got stopped four times. Mothers, we're lucky. Yeah, I'm, I'm the only one. I was stopped and searched outside my house. Yeah. I, I got stopped and searched a few... Bro, it happens even... I don't know a black person that hasn't been stopped and searched. Bro, I, I'm, I'm just... Maybe I've just been fortunate. Yeah, I don't know. Been, but I'm, I don't know yeah, another black person. Surprising as well, because you live in Camberwell. Bam. <laughs> surprising, bro. You know what I'm saying? I got stopped. But maybe... Like, I live in Tottenham. But I, it's... I grew up thinking, I promise you, I grew up thinking to the point where I knew the slip that you get everything, I thought it was just part and parcel of their life. I generally thought this was just, just what it is. Mm. I didn't think that, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think that, I knew they were stopping me because I'm black, but I didn't think it was anything like, oh, it's not, I thought, everyone gets stopped. I generally thought like, yo, this happens to white kids in their area too. Just ignorance because I'm a kid, I'm 16. I'm 17. Everyone's been through that. Yeah, I didn't think, in my mind, I'm like, they, ain't stop, they most probably think I'm hood, but they ain't stopping me because I'm black. They just mm. think I'm hood, maybe. Yeah. And then it's like, you just start seeing, it starts, you aren't peeling the layers and it's like, after the Mark Duggar thing happened and then it's like reading some books, reading some, it's like, this has been going on for too long. The police are the biggest terrorists on the planet. A thousand percent. Especially to black people. A thousand percent. Um, like I said, they don't have our interests at heart um, and that's why we, we, we don't fuck with them because they've never shown that they've got our backs. 100%. And people need to change their narrative because I was at a protest where people were like, Racist, those chanting something like racist cops fuck off or something along them lines. And people need to understand, yes, there's racist cops, but I'm not angry at just the racist cops. It's the it's the police organization, it's the systemic pressure of the way the police treat us. And I mean, the authorities, that's not the only system that's been put in place to keep us like below white people. If you everyone does you have, to, you have to really start looking at every system that's that's in place. You can even go to something minute as in a bouncer in a club. We got going stages. That's something so small. But that's look at it in the UK. When we when we have to go in twos, because if it's a group of us, they're not gonna let us in. Yeah. And that's something so minute. Yeah, ed- education as well. Like education, they they don't fuck with us. They whitewashed it. 
the public school education. Yeah, not only they whitewashed it, they've just not treated black kids and black students very well to the point where, you know, black kids who probably weren't as, weren't doing as well grades wise were classed as educationally subnormal, like in the 60s, 70s and stuff like that. And that was when I was like the children of like the Windrush generation were really coming into their own and school and stuff. And from jump, they were already outcasted because of their skin color. They thought that we weren't as smart. We couldn't be as smart. So it goes to education. It goes to citizenship. The Windrush scandal, what happened. Um, it goes down to so many different things. And like, it's fucked. It's very, very fucked. And it's so entrenched. It's so entrenched over centuries that it's got normal white people thinking that they're better yeah. and they're superior it's, 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 because it's, of it. It's, it's crazy. And I've said this for ages and ages and ages. This is beyond this is beyond like our lifetimes. Oh yeah, yeah. This is yeah, beyond yeah. us. Like this is gonna keep happening, unfortunately. Um and people are just gonna turn more more people are just gonna get more angry. The more generations that go through this, the more angry we're gonna get. And at some point, I don't know if I'm gonna see it in my lifetime. At some point, something's going to explode. Something. Do you know when I looked at this country and I said, you lot bug, like, I've always thought you lot bug it, but I don't know if you've seen this, Peter, mm. but John Boyega said something. So all he said was fuck racism. All he said was fuck racist white people. I don't know if you saw that video. I saw when it. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. All he said was fuck racist white people. Did you see the comments he got? No, what did he get? Bruh, people, I'll show it to you today. Them man went crazy at him. Why not fuck every racist person? Why just fuck racist white men? That's the same thing as all lives matter. But it's like something so... Something that everyone agrees on or should agree on. Because I guarantee you, some of these people that went mad at him, you would think ain't... You would, you would look at and think they're, man, they're, just, they're calm people. School teachers. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, do you know how crazy they went? That's why I tell people, I'm more fearful of a liberal, of someone that you think you're on my side, than I am of someone that openly tells me, like, yo, I don't fuck with you. Yeah. And I feel like that's the difference between here and America. I feel like in, in, in England, we're way more liberal than, than they are over there. They're way more overt. You know where you stand over there. Whereas here, you don't. You can tell by looks and you, you have to assume and guess. Yeah. The sinister forces at play here just, I mean, they're both sinister, but they, they take different forms. Here is a lot more institutional. Um, they speak behind your back. They speak about you in your homes. They're not overt with it. Um, but that's just as bad. Um, and they rely on stuff like education, the police and shit like that to really put us in our place. Um, and stuff like the John Boyega incident and even the comment section for this, the complex piece I wrote about Britain and police brutality, when people were like, well, people actually, the actually Mark, well, Mark Duggan actually had a weapon. He had a gun on him and stuff like that. So, you know, you should check your facts before you start talking. Blah, 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 blah. That's when I realized that some people don't deserve to be spoken to, don't deserve to be argued at. Even if it's a simple suck your mum, because a lot of them deserve it. But it's also a thing of you have your way of thinking. I'm not going to change that shit. So there's no point conversating. There's no point conversating at all. I'm at that point now as well. Um, unless you're trying to be progressive, like genuinely progressive, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> I'm we will fight. I'm at unhealthy point, man. Like even at the protests on Wednesday, Saturday, I'm just at an unhealthy place where I'm like, I just want it to be us. Mm. And I don't even know if that's healthy. But like Wednesday's protest, if it was up to me, it would just be black people. And that's it. I'll deal with the people that want to join us later. But for now, let me just have 24 hours with my people and we can organize something. Mm. And the ones that want to help, we'll chat, we'll talk later. Yeah. I mean, and I, don't, I, I know that's not 
helping anything. But that's the place I'm at. Because there are some white people that fully have a grasp on what racism You're is. Right, they understand I'm, how system, systematic it is and they're for the cause. Know, righteous but, is righteous, isn't it? No, you're right, but the point I'm at now, let me just chat to my people. Mm. I feel you. Let me just talk for, to my people and form Let me just, let us have a conversation amongst ourselves. Let us have our own thing and then, but I have no right to say that because if we're marching for, and they want to help, I'm sure they want to support, but I'm even at a place now where it's just how every white person I was there, I was looking like, are you here for a day out or are you really here to support the cause? Mm. Every single white person. I generally had to look at, are you here for the day or are you here to support the cause? Every single one without a doubt. Do you think that's your anger though? Because I'm thinking... Because there were black people that were there that are not for the cause. Yeah, just but there I, for a day I, out I, the way, I just didn't want to, I didn't question that though. Mm. But I questioned every single white person there. Like, what are they here for? Are they here for the day or are they here for the cause? And I don't know if that's my anger or if that's just the way we're heading towards. I think it's a bit of both. I think with, it's definitely your anger, but also it's also a thing of where even if they are showing they're for the cause, it's very hard to tell. Yeah. It's very hard. It's, it's hard to tell how genuine someone is about something sometimes. So with white people, and it's also the context of some of you are only just coming out now when this has been happening. So these sort of things are going to be going on in your head. Um, and that's why it might be hard for someone to be able to look at the white person and say, yeah, you're already down because all these things are f flying in your head. Yeah. Um, I think anyone that's down for the cause is down for the cause. Like you said, righteous is righteous. So I don't begrudge a white person there being there. I don't begrudge an Indian person being there. If you're really about the cause and you're about deconstructing the system, I essentially. Yeah. I don't begrudge them. I would want just one protest with just black Listen, man, there'd be way less people at the protest. First of all. I can live with that, man. <laughs> Give me 10,000 of us. I suppose, but then it just makes us easy targets as well for police. Yo, you're right. Like, shout out to the the man that got clotheslined by the traffic light. But <laughs> I was there. <laughs> and you were there and you saw that. Like, yeah, man. I've been, I mean, I was on repeat in my house for, for time uh, when I saw it. But um, That was fun. <laughs> who knows what would have happened if it was just black people. I'll be honest with you, that day pissed me off because even that day, the way the police were, like... You lot asked, police are generally, I even, I told you the story with the three white girls at the, and they had their own little, they were behind the barriers. And then one, one of the guys was like, yo, can we come over? And the police were like, no. And it's like, but they've got three, you've got three white girls right there. And we've seen them just climb over. So it's not even like they were there from the start. So if I've just seen three white girls climb over and they've been there for 20 minutes, you lot, you lot are not making this easy for yourselves. Were the policemen white? Yeah, of course. There was maybe two black ones, but like they weren't there. At that, the, the section that I saw was three white officers. But it's like, you're like, this is, this, this is one of the issues we've got. If I've just seen three white girls climb over, and I'm telling you, let me just get one of my peoples over, and you're saying no, what's the difference? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, it, just because of that, that raised tensions, but whose fault is that? Mm. But they're not about trying to ease tension. They, bruv, the police wanted tension that day. I'm telling you, the way they were talking, the way they were acting, I'm not exaggerating, man. They just, Wednesday was a little bit, Wednesday I didn't really stay for. Wednesday I just literally came to show my face and just like support and go home because I had to do something for my mom. Saturday I genuinely was there for the whole day. Saturday they wanted tension. They were, they were begging for it. Even the way they were like, so even the way they brought out the horses, my boy Kaylin was there. And Kaylin's standing like 
away from the scene. The way the ho- they didn't even ask him to move, bro. They went foot and they just ran right past him. The way they hit his like, if he didn't move, he's quick. They would have licked him down with no remorse, no, bro. And they didn't even ask him to move or nothing. They, they were police were on crud on Saturday. But I can't thing, talk though. for Sunday, but they were on crud on Saturday. The thing is, the police probably think of themselves that in those scenarios as the victims. So because they're getting attacked from left, right, and center, you know, not only like from us, but like all around the shop, they probably feel like in a protest scenario, they kind of got to reclaim some kind of authority and some kind of power. And that's why they feel like they had to do that. Because I don't know, I wasn't at the protest, but I'm pretty sure they, not a whole lot was going on that precipitated loads of horses having to go through the crowd and The whole day was, that's another thing that kind of annoyed me because... The mindset I've got right now, and you guys know how I feel, like there was one point where people just like playing music. And I'm there, I'm like, let's not gentrify the whole protest, bruv. Let's not start doing a madness. Let's not start moving weird at the protest, bruv. I'm not here to dance with a police officer. <laughs> but people dance with police officers? Yeah, bruv. Black I, people? I was, I was a little bit behind, but unless he had a police hat on. I know that bare minimum, Caleb and Rush, but he had a police hat on. And these all started doing... What did they start? They started playing candy. They started playing pop smoke. They started playing, I think, Whiz Kid. And I'm like, bro, like, we're here for a purpose. I'm not here to dance. I'm not here to. I'm not here to do none of that. I'm here to voice my frustration, potentially let off my frustration if we're about it. But at the very least, you're not gonna hear my anger. We're not. I'm, this ain't a joyful occasion. Yeah, but I, the thing with that is though. We've suffered so much that, you know, sometimes we just have to smile through the but pain. But how long have we been doing that for? And how long are we going to continue smiling for? If we know, can man. have three days where we just let off our frustration, or at least voice it, mm-hmm. not say physically do something. We don't, why are we always, why do we always refer back to smiling and dancing? This ain't the time for that. These men have been beating me up for the last 18 years, bro. I'm not here to, these men are not watching me dance happy today. I'm not happy with you yeah, lot today. yeah, yeah. So what does that go down to then? Does that go down to ignorance for, on their part? That, does it go down to, you know, forgetting what the actual cause is? It goes is? down to us forgetting what the cause is. I, I mean, it's very easy to, especially when you're with your friends and shit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not, in no way am I trying to defend it because I think there's a reason why they're doing it. I just don't know what the reason is. I think the, if I'm going to argue on, on one side, it's we're going to smile through the pain, we're going to celebrate regardless. And on the other side, I'm thinking... Those are just people that were just there for the day. I generally think people just wanted to turn up. Yeah, you also have to bear in mind that, you know, obviously everyone's been on lockdown as well. So this was an opportunity to <laughs> just, just to turn up. Yeah, man. That's that's what a lot of people um, took it for. I think a lot of people probably aren't really as down for the cause as they would like to believe they are. Um, so it's going to appear when, you know, you're seeing people dance like that. And it is what it is, man. Everyone's on their own little journey, isn't it? Like you can't. You can't really judge. You just got to kind of take it for what it is. I understand what your reasons are. understand what you're standing up for. But, you know, you can't really allow yourself to internalize how somebody else is dealing with or reacting to what's going on. No, you're right. I'm just you know what I'm saying. So I feel you. I think my next question was going to be, so what What can we do as a community? What, what can we do to like... I don't even know what my question is. To be yeah, because it's kind of like... I can't ask you, man, what can we do to not be killed? No one has you know an answer. It's actually scary. No one has like, as, as, a, as a people, what can we do to like uplift, I guess? Up, uplift each other and, and, and try and flourish. We got to stick together. I think keep everything black. We got to stick Buy together. Buy black, support black. 
everything. What are you me saying? We got to stick together. And what I mean by stick together is like, obviously, like sometimes we, I'm sure we've all had conversations with people where they say, oh, black people never stick together. They never, they never do this. They never do that. Blah, blah, blah. There's, there's several layers in which you can do that. There's buying black. There's, um, you know, supporting worthy causes um, within the black community. Just being more of a community. You know what I'm saying? Moving as a unit, um, you know, like Asians do, pretty much. Um, so I think it starts there. I, like I said, I, I, it's not, there's no real solution because you're still going to have crooked cops, a crooked police force, crooked any kind of institution that is going to look at us in a certain way. And that goes from the bottom to the top. So I think we do have to just look inward. So do we have to do some like the spook that sat by the door type shit where we infiltrate a lot of these systems and try and change things from inside? I don't think that works with a police force anyway. With, with any system, because it ain't just a police force. It's no, I'm just saying, across really, the board. I, yeah, I really have my doubts as well. Because, you know, we've had, we've had a black president. We've got black head teachers. We've got black, um, you know, politicians and stuff like that. So we're in the system. We might not be as much as we would Lord. want, but we've been in the system. Like, Diane Abbott's been an MP since 1987. Yeah, but is it the right people in the system? Because um, it's not just enough for you to be a, to be black and just to be, a, and be an MP. Like, do you have, or, or what you're like, or what is what you're pushing for us. right for the people? But even if you're black and progressive, you are going up against an entire system. Like, Obama went up against an entire system. He got Obamacare, and then as soon as he left, and even then he was getting pushback from you know, the House of Representatives and stuff like that. He managed to get it through. As soon as Donald Trump comes in, he repeals it. So the system is at play, mm. even when you're trying your best to change it. So we do need more people in higher positions, 100%. We need, we need more of them. We need more of them to speak out. We need more of them to contribute and all that stuff as well. But I don't think there's any one, there's no one answer to this. There's no one, there's no correct answer to this either. Um, but you know, having having more black voices, having more black perspectives, having more black power in a sense, um, not in the black power sense, but like <laughs> the powerful. Big black Stokey people. Carmichael, powerful black Stokey people. For <laughs> Kwame Torre. Anyway, yeah. Kwame Torre. Um, powerful black people in positions of power that they can enact change. Um, that will be that will be the thing. I remember I, I watched a um, on Blackout Tuesday. I watched this documentary about will Britain ever have a black prime minister? The odds are mad. The odds mm. are mad. It's like one, it's like the odds are like one in every hundred million people. Yeah, the UK will never Or something like that. I don't can't see it. Man. Do we have a lot of black people in politics? Um, we got loads of MPs. Um, well, not loads, but um, we got a few. Um, David Lammy's been running. We got loads of, yeah, we got probably, we probably got loads of black councillors um, and stuff like that as well. But I don't know where their power goes. I don't know what the remit is on that. Yeah. So, they're not as high. I mean, they're there, but they're not like, they're not the chancellor. They're not the home secretary. Mm. They're not, you know, defense secretary and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So those are the real, the real, real, real beacons of power that I feel like we, we're still a long way from. Because even the black people that are in, like, in politics now, like the MPs and the houses of parliament, like, they're not going to be leader. Do we anything. have, do we have a black elite here? Um... Like America, they can draw for a lot of these, you know, black celebrity figures that, you know, can 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 kind of push for change and influence 
because of their finances. Do we have the same here? No. I think we do. I don't think we do. I think we do. I think, I mean, we got power. Well, we got rich black people here. We got like Naomi Campbell. We got flipping. She's not really here though. She's British. She's American. <laughs> she, she, yeah, she's pretty much American, bro. She don't, she's not here like that. I mean, she's still British though. So she's still got a British passport. I mean, so someone that's here though. Listen, I don't know what Naomi does, but that is one example. <laughs> um, I'd probably say, I mean, if we're talking politically, um, I wouldn't even say elite, really. Like, I'm not saying, I don't think, I don't think we have a Jay-Z necessarily. I don't think we have... We don't have a black bourgeoisie here. Didi. Whereas in America, you can kind of see that they may. But we're also just getting start. We're still very it's, early on. It's very, it's very different. I think No, we're not very early on, compared bro. To America. Like, we've, we've been compared, having, I'm saying compared to America. Oh, yeah, of course, anywhere, anything compared yeah, to America yeah, yeah, is a bit yeah. mad. But we've always had the like... The structures are different over there. Yeah. You don't course. think we've had wealthy black people in our lifetime? And a bunch of them. Of course we have. We exactly. You don't think any oh, of them so could have you, you don't think any of them could have pushed for any sort of change or used any bit of influence that they've I don't got. think we've got it like America has it. We don't have we don't have black billionaires here. Um But even the millionaires can do stuff. I mean we've got we've probably got loads of those. Still Stormzy's a millionaire, depending on a millionaire. Dave's a millionaire. Um but they're still very early in their careers. I don't know what they, what change they could exact necessarily exact. Um I'm thinking more the OGs. I'm thinking it's hard because the OGs aren't really powerful like that here. I feel like it's this generation coming up now that are going to be the voice. Do we have like a congressional black caucus? caucus. <laughs> <laughs> congressional. <laughs> Yo, black shout out to Angela Wright. Caucus. Shout out to Angela Wright. They've got that though. Shout and I don't know if they even, you, I don't know if they enact that much power over there, but no, there's yeah. a bunch of can we con- MPs or yeah. politicians over there, black that come together and try and push for things that can help black communities. We're still, oh, I'm, if we're talking strictly politics, I think we're still divided on political lines because we've got black labor, we've got black conservatives. They're chatting completely different things. Mm. And the black conservatives are more conservative than black, I'd say. So, and even the non-black ones, even the, the, the Asian ones and shit like that. Shout out Pretty Patel, that wench. She wish um, him was a Karen. She wish she, her mom was a Karen. Um, so, we're still very much divided in that sense, but as far as the Congressional Black Caucus goes, CBC, um, <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say we do. And I think the structures in America are different. In it, they've been there for a lot longer. Um, you know, they've kind of had different social groups develop for a longer time. Like there's black middle class there. I know there's there's probably black middle class here, but it's just more of a thing over there. Especially in like the black black cities like Atlanta and stuff. Mm. So I just think the systems at play there are different here. I think here it's probably a little bit more restrictive as far as how far we can get. Um, maybe because there's it's so much smaller here than mm. it is in America. Like in America, you can pretty much do whatever you want, white or black. Yeah. Um, whereas here, I still think there's some kind of restriction. Um, I feel like the tide is changing though with people speaking out now. What here? Yeah. For like, even like the footballers, Marcus Rashford, Sancho, I do think slow, because when we was growing up, I can't think of a single footballer that I was speaking out for what was going on off the top of my head. But I feel like today, whether it's the Daves, the Stormsies, the Rashfords, the Sancho's. Yeah. The John Barnes. Uh, the uh, who? God forbid. That's your legend, boy. <laughs> if Thierry can ever come out and do that. Unfortunately. If yeah. Thierry can ever come out. Nah. <laughs> that hurts my, my heart. But 
Yeah, man, I do think the time is changing with all the the the, the, folk, the athletes start talking out, our rappers going to the protests and talking out. Dave going to the Brit Awards doing what he done. Stormzy going to the Brit Awards doing what he done. Do you think slowly but surely, in terms of just speaking out, I don't know if it's an enact change, but I do think our people's talking, that this generation gets it, put it that way. They I think, understand. Yeah. I think grand gestures go hand in hand with continuous action. So 100%. Sancho can go and say justice for George Floyd. Stormzy can go on a protest. But that also goes with what they're doing or what we're all doing behind the scenes to help, whether that's donating, whether that's, you know, joining an organisation. What did Stormzy um, do for? Was it Cambridge or Oxford Uni? Where he two scholarships? It's one of the two. Yeah. I think it's Cambridge. I know the other one turned it down. So he went yeah, it's either yeah. Actually, it might be Oxford. Um, but yeah, stuff like that. Just grand gestures like that that show that they're in the forefront of your mind. And then the continuous action that comes with that. Um, but I think we're still, we're still a long way. I mean, in this country anyway, I mean, we've, we've obviously got our own problems and, you know, they aren't as well known as in America because America's bigger and more of that's happening. But, you know, we do need to, I feel like a lot of people need to educate themselves on what's going on here as well, just so that they know that when we do march, we're doing it for our own reasons as well. Yeah, rather than latching onto what their men are doing. Yeah. And by all means, it's a, it's a, like their struggle is our struggle, all black at the end of the day. But I also want people to know that you know, this, shit, this shit happens here as well. So while we're saying justice for George Floyd, you know, there's also justice for Rashawn Charles, Smiley Culture, Shukri Abdi. Exactly. People like that who have been victims here as well. Mm. So, because, you know, the police is fucked everywhere. I do appreciate the fact that the whole world is on this wave now. Um, Everywhere from like here to Australia to Japan, even in Japan, people are protesting. Yeah, uh... yeah. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I feel I, you. I'm sorry. I, 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 thank you, but cool. How long do you think you're gonna feel like this? I. It will be. It's gonna be a little while. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. It's gonna be a little while till my headspace is right. Cause there's only so much. There's only so much I could. I could take. I'm even being. Do, am I going to be like this forever? No, but right now, like, if I see Japan or if I see Australia or if I see... No, not Australia, because Australia got black people. But, like, if I see a Japan or, say, India, for example, I don't... Cool. Mm. Okay. I feel you. Thank you. But I'm not going to look at... And also, when these lot march, am I meant to say thank you for not being racist? Like, what am I meant <laughs> to be happy about? Like, when I see a white person next to me at March, like, what am I... What would say, thank you for doing the least? I think you're meant to appreciate the fact that they're in solidarity with us. Yeah, but I feel you, but I'm not appreciating someone for doing... Just because you're on a march to prove you're not racist, cool. Yeah, right is yeah, right, but wrong we, is wrong, isn't it? Yeah, but Mo, we live in a world where we kind of have to because of what's, what's been no, going on No, I feel you. Us. I'm just saying, right now, I'm just like, cool, man. I'm not. I, I disagree with what you just said. I'm personally not going um, to... No, least. I'm, I'm not going to be thankful at all. Not at all. If you want to, God bless. If you don't want to... We'll move on. Cool. But are you surprised that people are thankful? Um, That's their business. No, I'm not. Yeah, because... I'm just not going to be. Yeah, because... And we, I don't think... We, I, but I don't think we should be. Yeah, but as much as we are three guys in a room expressing our opinion, there are other people with different opinions who see Japanese people... 
protesting and are thankful for it because they've never seen anything like it before. Obviously, in an ideal world, we they would just do that anyway, or they wouldn't have to do it because the shit wouldn't be so fucked up anyway. Mm. But we live in a world where that's just not the case. So I don't begrudge, and I know you don't either, but I don't begrudge people who are thankful for that because it just it's different voices. Yeah. Preaching towards the same message. Mm. Do you believe so, in allies? Yeah. Okay. Do you? I think there can be allies. Um, there can be allies, but I don't care for them. I think they need to accept that, you know, they're, they're you recording. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry for a minute. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they need to, they need to be very like, they need to be very knowledgeable about this shit. Um, and they need to be genuine with whatever that means. They need to be genuine with what, you know, they believe in um, as far as, as far as we go. Someone like Jane Elliott. I was just about to mention her as well. Big up. Is an ally. Um, someone like, I think Jeremy Corbyn's an ally. Mm. Uh, you don't believe in allies? I believe having allies can like be useful, but I'm good. The only allies I think we, well, not the only, but I think a big ally that we need are the people in power who want to change the system just because it's the right thing to do. I think too many people coast off this system because it benefits them. And I'm mm. talking about white people. Um, I'm talking about politicians, I'm talking about policemen, I'm talking about all of that. They live in a world where it caters to them. So that has in itself a lot of ingrained privilege, whether they're racist or not. So they need to want to change it to make it a level playing field. Mm. Are they going to want to do that? Probably not, because it affects their back and it affects you know, their standing and their status. So the real allies need to be the people in power who want to change shit. Clearly, the change is, is, hasn't been hasn't been forthcoming. Like, yeah, civil rights act cool, voting rights act cool, whatever we can vote and shit. But so, hmm. I, it's, it's a, I suppose it's a means to an end. It's a stepping stone, but we're still stepping on stones Ooh, towards. That was a bar. That was a bar. That's a bar. That was a bar. <laughs> oh, stop here! Don't the mark. Hold the mark. Hold the mark. <laughs> bang bang. <laughs> nah, stop here. Hadouken. Safe. Um, yeah, we're still stepping on stones towards... <laughs> towards um, real equality and real freedom and real, you know, all of that. So it's, it's hard, man. It's hard, it's hard to articulate what we're articulating right now because, you know... That's why I've been so quiet. It's probably the, like, the most quiet you guys are going to get me on any episode, but I'm still figuring out my thoughts, man. I'm still, I'm still trying to piece it all together. I still don't... It's still hard. It's, it's very hard to put into words certain emotions. And I'm struggling, man. Um, you know, I've been sitting down, even recently, I've been sitting down just like trying to think about what, I, what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? And I mean, tangible things that I can do is just like supporting way more black businesses um, and educating it, the young blacks coming up as well. Because they're just the next generation in that, isn't it? So hopefully they're way more equipped with things that we weren't at a particular age as well. And just having information about certain things can be useful for them as well. So I think that's all I've got at the moment. I don't know what else, but hopefully with time, I get more answers. I think for the younger generation, social media is going to be super duper important because not only are you going to see black people getting killed by police, you're also going to have access to so many different perspectives and arguments that more often than not, they're probably going to take in and that's going to inform their 
their experience and their knowledge of what shit is, along with obviously studying books and people and stuff like that. So I think social media is going to be very important for them, um, as well as a bunch of different things like having people that can educate them about this shit, them doing their own research as well. So I think they're probably in a better position to take in what's going on mm-hmm. more than we were in a sense, because obviously us growing up, even though, you know, maybe subconsciously or consciously racist shit was happening to us, we weren't alert to it. Mm. Whereas now I feel like they can be a lot more alert to it because there's just so much more going on. So in that respect, they're probably in a better position and in better stead to be more educated about it. Mm. Um, Mo, did you see many young looking people at the protest? Yeah, there was, always, there was all the people that there, to be honest with you. The mm. young people, even in the group chat, I mean, like, that was trying to help organise the Wednesday protest. The main people are young, man, like, Talking what 19, 18? One of the girls that gave a speech. Mace, off the top of my head, I think she's 17. Mm. She's dumb young. But and these lot are at the forefront. And one thing I realized, and this ain't even to shit on us us men, but we gotta do better, man, because You mean ev- black men? Black men, bruv, because every protest I've seen, everything I've seen, everyone that's organizing it. In the UK, I can't talk for America, but it's black women that's leading this shit, mm. that's speaking out. They're dead of they're the head honchos of everything that's going forward. The minute one of us dies, they're dead without thinking twice. Mm. So we gotta do better to where we gotta give them the way they got our back, we need to have their back, man. Mm. All of them. And I'm not here, like honestly, I can't put the protest, the ones that was four girls. Yeah. The ones that were helping them underneath that was three girls and then maybe one and another brother. But that's why the main hunt, even so when we got into the group, it was four girls after after that, when people were just chipping in. Who was the one main ones that was helping? Another three girls. Mm. And then you've got me and a couple of other brothers that were trying to chime in here and there. Yeah. But the protest, who was the who was the ones that were at the front line? Mm. The ones when the officer wasn't letting the black guy in. Who was the one that was speaking, giving the most venom? Was a black woman. Who was the one that was front line with the with the what's the thing called again? Microphone. The microphone. The ones I was talking was black women. Who was articulating themselves was black women. So were there no black men that There were... was. I'm just saying the proportionate number was mm. ridiculous, bruv. Yeah. And I feel like that's always the case. I feel like everything is... Black women have always been at the forefront of whatever we do. And it's about time, yo, we've stepped up. Because we're the ones dying. So why are they the ones at the front, front line? If we're, why are yeah. we not at the front line? Yeah, we're yeah. the ones dying. Yeah. And when these lot go through something, we need to have their back the same way they got us. When these when these guys start shitting on black women, we need to come. We need to back them the same way they back us. Mm. It's about time it's changed that we come with the same energy, the same vim that they come for us, man. And I want us to keep this energy too. I think it's important that like we really like internalize it and carry it forward and action things as well. I think that's extremely important, man, because at some point things are gonna quieten down. And then I think it's going to be key to see what people's energies are going to be like when that happens. And that's one of my fears too. Things are going to quieten down and then like everyone's just going to go back to their regular lives. Not everyone's, no one's, people are not really going to be speaking as much. Like I don't want that. This needs to not stop because we're at a pivotal point where we're affecting change in a sense. Like with all the, the marching that's taking place in America and just across the world, like there've been small results even with like the other four officers being, you know, brought in and being charged as well. So what we're doing is, is, um, is affecting some kind of change. And, and I've said to you, man, and I'm not going to shy away from it. 
I'm personally past marching, so I haven't attended any. And that's not to say that I won't attend any, but I've, I've done that. We've done that, the whole marching thing. It's kind of like, what's next? What else can we do? And marching is useful. And I feel like rioting is useful as well. And I think those two things are different. Um, but it's kind of like, I st I'm still kind of like, all right, cool. What, what happens after, when the dust settles? What do we, where do we go next? And that's why I'm asking for like tangible things that we can do to fully, um, I guess, unite and, and push forward as, as a people. Yeah, I feel you. I think we need a leader in this country anyway. 100%. We need, we need, we, we need a real leader we can, whose ideas we can really back and we can get behind. Um, it's all well and good having, you know, teenage girls organize marches, but realistically they can't keep doing that. No one, no, no one can. So we need someone who's really, or, or a, a group of them anyway, or like who are really dedicated to the cause and someone who we can, we can really rally behind in the same vein as, you know, MLK, Malcolm X, obviously not as, not to the same level, but figures anyway, like even Farrakhan, Al Sharpton, anyone really. Not Al Sharpton. Fine. I was going to, that's, did you hear me go? Absolutely. No, did you hear me go? Because soon as he went, Al Sharpton went, not, not him, not Jesse Jackson. Jackson. Was, nah, was, well, I'm not it, here for that. It was an example, guys. Can I just say, for the people that say what, what does rioting do, I don't know if you guys saw what got announced a few days ago in Minneapolis, where the lawmakers vowed to disband the police department. No, I didn't hear that. So they're going to disband the police department in Minneapolis now. But bro, I think it's deeper than that, no, man. It, it comes down to how these police officers are trained. No, I agree, I'm saying. It comes down to that. It comes down to what we see in our media. Um, and I was talking to and I was talking to a friend last night, and like there are so many things that are so like deep rooted, man. Like I don't feel like a lot of us even deep it. Like there's a lot of things that we see, a lot of images that we see continuously on the news and that, and how and that and that digs into and sits within our subconscious, and then a lot of these actions are carried out in our conscious state. That's why you might go into a super drug, you might have your hood up because you're cold. You know what I'm saying? Or you might have your cap very low and then you've got a security guard just lurking. All of that is because of things of like the images that we see in the media. So I feel like it's all well and good disbanding certain police departments and that, but it comes down to how things are presented to society. It comes down to like what, what, what's being taught within the police force, within the education system. Like it's, it's way more deep rooted than just disbanding a police department. Because like that can happen, but then like a police car that's just carrying out like regular patrol stops around like a certain community, who's to say that them men aren't on crud either? Do you know what I'm saying? So I don't think it really makes too much of a difference if they're disbanded, because these police officers are still in the streets. So it's, it's, it's deeper, it comes down to how they're trained. But it's also a step in the right direction. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so I'm, it's, pes it's I'm pessimistic very, in it. I, I so. feel you, it's, yeah, it's very glass half empty, glass half full. You could look at it both ways, but it is, at least in that example anyway, it's a key move towards progress. And then hopefully what will follow is the way policemen are being trained. I'm pretty sure I saw a report that said the police department in Minneapolis, that I think they're banning the chokehold or something like that, or banning some yeah, kind of move. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's progress. Of course, after so long of seeing black people get killed, it means little, but I suppose in the wider fight, it might contribute to something even bigger down the line. So while I understand the idea of being p pessimistic and you know being in your feelings, especially as it's still so raw, we do also, I feel like, have to take 
stock of what is going on as far as, you know, progress. Mm. By that, by all of that, it seems as if Minneapolis, at least on the surface, are very apologetic as to what's going on. Like, the guy who killed him, uh, his sentence has been moved up from third degree to second degree. You know, the, the other officers have been charged as well. So there is but forward movement. Yeah, and, and I feel like and I feel like momentum is building towards that too. Yeah, yeah, um, and of course, was that that was state that was another state, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, state to state as well. So that might that might play into it. So I feel like even if we do have the Breonna Taylors and we have the George Floyds, and it's obviously very very depressing to see this. If a little bit of progress is being made, then it's better than no progress. Mm-hmm end of the day um and i think a lot of the shit that we see with brianna taylor the momentum with that hopefully is gonna borrow itself to other things that happen that are happening as well